Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie. I am your host, Rhonda Holman, with my super special, awesome, and amazing co-host, Julie Varney. We are both dental assistants in the world that have been doing this a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. And what we're doing is we're going online and we're finding that uh, some dental assistants are running into humps in their career field with their team, with their doctors. We're dissecting them. We're pulling out those pearls and we're helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Well, hello, Miss Julie. How are you? Good morning. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. <laughs> How is life treating you this week? Oh, let's just try to get over this day and this hump. And, <laughs> you know, it's one of those weeks. It is one of those weeks. Yes. Because you know what? I think it's because we're gear up for the um, weekend. Like we're all going to have a a longer weekend, right? We hope. I know that probably some will work on Saturday, but maybe not. But Monday we have off. Well, hopefully everybody better have it off. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I run all the marketing for the office, and so like Yelp and Google and everybody, you know, when a holiday's coming up, uh, because they send you all these things. Are Are you open for Memorial Day? Make sure your hours are updated. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh look at that. There's a holiday coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm a whole like, new anybody... type of reminder. Yeah. I hope nobody's open. I hope everybody's enjoying their long, at least a three-day weekend and can get some rest and recharging in there and just get ready for, you know, a summer months that are busy and active and, you know, just plug right along. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to do? You want to go camping? You want to do this? You want to do that? I'm like, um, I want to staycation. You know, that's where it's like a vacation, but you just stay. <laughs> you stay home i know I just want to stay yeah we are we are staying home we are going to fix our pool because of the water table levels here our pool has kind of gotten a little little um ugly looking so we have to fix it make it pretty for the summer because you know we only can really technically use it from like end of june to the end of july and then it's kind of done <laughs> yeah that sounds about right it's a very <laughs> short season here and it's not heated so it's very short shorter oh. <laughs> well you know I think it's like that anything you know you just you uh, appreciate it way more when you can only get a little of it like caviar right so like if I had a whole can of caviar which mm-hmm. costs like a million dollars I would be sick of it right clearly but if it was just a little bit of caviar then it would be perfect and taste amazing Ah, uh, yeah, I caviar, <laughs> so you can have the whole thing. You can have my portion. <laughs> yeah, I only had it once, this one time in band camp, and um, <laughs> it was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, no, no. But I could not afford it, like, in real life. No, no. And who would want to? I got other things to spend my money on. <laughs> So I thought today we would ask like a bunch of questions, random questions. You ask me, I ask you, and 
and so the audience can kind of get to know us a little bit better. Just something a little off topic, you know, a little little off beat, off the path, whatever you want to call it. I love it. In fact, was one of your questions, Rhonda, have you ever eaten caviar? Because technically I've already (laughs) answered that one, right? (laughs) Yes. Rhonda, have you ever eaten caviar? Thank you for answering that question. Because I know you want the whole thing. I'm pretty much psychic. Yeah. (laughs) Well, do you want me to go first then? You go first. You ask the the first question. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you ready? So it doesn't have to be just about dentistry or careers, right? Like, it could be like absolutely super rando questions. Super rando. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Julie, what would you name your boat if you had one? Mm, What would I named my boat if I had one? I would call it Jewels of the Nile. Ooh. Because all my friends call me Jewels. They call me J-U-L-E-S. They call me Jules, um, and sometimes, you know, like Jewel of the Nile, I said Jewel of Denial, because sometimes there's things in life that I'm in denial about, you know, and I just, you know, have some argumentative points about it. So I would go with Jewels of Denial. Oh, I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. Uh, number two, what's your biggest screw up in the kitchen? Like, what's the Mm. biggest thing you've ever done in the kitchen that was just like, what? (laughs) I would have to say that one time I made this turtle chocolate cheesecake. And it was at Thanksgiving. And it caused my brother-in-law to get very ill. So, yeah, it would have to be that turtle chocolate cheesecake or turtle cheesecake I don't know some contraption that he wanted I made and he ended up (laughs) so you gave your family member food poisoning is what you're telling me I think so yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay well you know what good thing is he's family and he didn't sue you so that was a win even though there was a loss in there you know yes absolutely 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 okay so question number three Okay, what's the closest thing to real magic? Closest thing to real magic. A magic eraser. Oh, that thing is good amazing. One. And now they have magic erasing <laughs> wipes. And they I work just as awesome. So a magic eraser is the closest thing I could come to magic because it makes everything disappear. And I really don't know how to do that. <laughs> I've tried it on SDF, you know, on the Does counter. It it, uh, well, no, I mean it kind of did. It made it fader, faded, mm-hmm. faded, faded. Um, faded. But it, you could definitely see it was smeared on there at some point, <laughs> and it kind of took off the top of my countertop and sterilization. Mm. So, okay. yeah, peroxide, I peroxide, peroxide and. Yeah. And the magic eraser, and it looks better. <laughs> I use magic eraser on my kid's face. I mean, they've sharpied themselves. <laughs> yep, I've used it. Yes, you're not supposed to use it on your skin, but it works 
on 90% of the stuff out there. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's a trick to it too. Like it can't be too wet and it can't be too dry. No, because if it's too wet, it starts to crumble. And if yes. it's too dry and it, cr- it, start, it doesn't even work. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't last long, but it's, it's the neatest little tool. So. It really is. And they clean your leather upholstery really good in your operatory chairs. Ooh. So get one out like every six months and just kind of scrub, scrub, scrub. And you'll be amazed at the stuff that comes off those chairs. Thanks. And it doesn't hurt the leather or anything. Right. That's so. awesome. Because it just kind of is like the sander for like soft stuff. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. Right. Uh, question number four. Okay. Who's the messiest person that you know? Hmm. Right now, at this current stage and point in my life, it would have to be my seventeen-year-old. <laughs> yes, I love him to death, but he is like a little hurricane, and he's leaving a, a trail of path of everything everywhere. And I don't know if it's just the stage, the age, whatever the case may be, but I feel like there's a little path of destruction everywhere. And then he can't find anything. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> but it's like that commercial with Febreze, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like the teenager's bedroom and she's like spraying down literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're not known for being clean at this age. Yep. So- All right. Question number five. Mm-hmm. What's the dumbest way you've been injured? What'd you say? What's the dumbest way you've been injured? Oh, the dumbest way I've been injured. Well, I don't know if it was the dumbest way, but I was hit long, long, long time ago by a drunk driver coming home from work at like midnight in my husband's vehicle. And it broke my left hand, which I had to suction with. So that was most probably the most silliest way. That's my only, actually my only, well, that in the childhood when some kid threw a rock at me and cut my eye open. But... That's a dumb way too, right? Yeah. Um, but that that I think was the dumbest way because the guy just avoided the stop sign and come to find out he was drunk. But mm-hmm. yeah, and it broke my left hand that of course I had to suction with, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's the dumbest way. Dumb and sad. It's sad just to sad. know that that you're not alone. It happens all the time because mm-hmm. people it does. It put does. other people's lives in danger because of poor choices. Just poor choices. Yep. No ill will against the guy. He just made a poor choice. Yep. You know, and a funny story to turn around is years, years later. So I always remember his name and never came across him again. And, you know, he got convicted of whatever and, and so on and so forth. But years, years later, he showed up on my schedule on my patient as a patient. Whoa. I know. And I never said anything to him. Like, hey, dude, you were the guy that ran the stop sign and hit me and broke my hand and wrecked my knee and wrecked my boyfriend's truck at the time. But he never said anything. I just was professional and, you know, just talked to him. But afterwards, I was like, it was kind of closure. Yeah. You know, I really didn't. I just kind of remember what he looked like because I was a crazy loon and banged on his window and told him he couldn't leave and he had hit me, blah, blah, blah. But I just kind of never kind of had that closure of like, oh, what are what are you doing in life? So. Needless to say, he didn't remain a patient, and I think we had to send him to collections afterwards, but I'm not exactly sure. No. So maybe it wasn't a wake-up call for him? No. Mm -mm. Oh. No. Okay. Okay. Question number six. 
what's the use the most useless talent that you have (laughs) useless talent useless talent oh my useless talent is I like to sing in the car and I it's never gonna make me any money so that I'm not talented at it but it's a talent that I say that I really, really, really enjoy doing. It's like when I'm on my trips or I'm in the shower. I even like to sing on the treadmill. But I am terrible at singing. But I consider it a talent because I'm never going to make any money at it. <laughs> well, you know what? As long as you can stand the sound of your own voice, that's what matters that's right. today. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that and I can rap. We won't even go there. So <laughs> I love it. Okay. So um, in the past, working for different dentists, have you ever worked for a female dentist? No. All right. No. And I don't know why. Uh, well, I can't say exactly no. Maybe not full time. Like she didn't own the practice. She was just in school. And I think she just passed her boards. And it was her dad's practice. But I stayed there just a little bit um, why she was there subbing, but it never really liked, like built a relationship with a female nurse. Right. Well, you know, they're making up the majority of the classes now. Yes. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Which is good because I think it should even out the field, the playing field a little bit for others. And, you know, but no, I haven't really built a, good solid relation working relationship with a female dentist I'd like to I think it'd be interesting and fun and the dynamics and stuff like that yeah it is fun I I prefer mm-hmm. females um I I started doing that about oh about halfway through my career mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I just I like the the way that they were um multitasking and then mm-hmm. the bedside manner I've just and then the small hands and right. the relatability like there was a you know I, I've worked for both um but I gravitated towards female dentists towards you know now in the latter part of my career all right question number eight see look at me I'm answering your questions <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> uh, where's the worst smelling place you've been worst smelling place that I've been hmm smelly place hmm have I been to a smelly place oh so smelly smelly place I'm trying to think smelly place I don't know if I've been to a smelly place well I don't know (laughs) trying to think oh I don't know about a smelly place, but my worst smelly smell is um, pot. I don't yeah. like the smell of pot. I know some people like it, but it really just drives me crazy. And nowadays, I feel like I smell it everywhere, you know? And I can't tell in the middle of the night if it's someone smoking a bowl or a skunk. So... <laughs> Sometimes you just get the whiff of it in the middle of the night. In our areas, I mean, in our state, it's not legal yet. But in the middle, when you're driving or and you smell that and you're like, damn, is that a skunk or is that pot? 
you can't tell nowadays, right? <laughs> so that is my worst smell. That is my smell that I really like. Every time I smell, I'm like, ugh. Um, and I know people love it. Whatever, that's your own choice. I don't hate anything. Whatever, it's your own. You know, but I just cannot stand the smell of it. It drives me crazy, and I've never done it. That's probably why, because it's always dry. It's always, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those, you know, some things I have friends that love the skunk smell. Ew, gross. You know, <laughs> you have people that like burn tooth smell. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, it might smell different from you to me, you know, but no, that would be my worst. So I don't know exactly if it's a space, but it's out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's the space you walk through. <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, question number nine. What quote or saying do people spout but is complete BS? What? What What quote or saying do people spout but it's complete BS? Quote that people spout that's just BS. Hmm. That's a good one. Oh my gosh. What quote? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I think one comes to mind is you can do it. You can do anything. You know, these people say you can do anything. I can't do anything. <laughs> I can't do everything. <laughs> I can't do anything I put my mind to. I mean, I clearly cannot sing. I clearly cannot <laughs> fly a plane. Can I learn? Yes. But do I think you can put your mind to it? And do it, do it, just do it, do it. No, I think you have to have a plan and a madness. I don't think you're just going to get up and be able to fly a plane. So I don't, I think that would be the quote that, you know, Nike, just do it. Well, yeah, I can just do it, but I also have to have a plan to do it. Right. And um, you want to do it well. You don't want to just wanna do, do it. it well. <laughs> don't do it half-ass. I mean, there's a quote, half-ass. I mean, what's a half-ass? Don't <laughs> But that's the best one. I like that one better than just do it. Don't do things half-assed. Well, I like a whole ass, but I don't know about a half-ass. What does a half-ass look like? You know? I mean, and we're probably going to get in trouble in this podcast. And some group out there is probably going to think we're unprofessional for talking like this. But who cares? But anyway, so that's another story for another podcast. Sure. But, sure. Um. Yeah, so maybe half ass in it. How is half ass in it? You put half your ass into it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got number 10. I'm about to go. All right, number 10. We're done. It's your turn. (laughs) Okay. If you could be anything other than a dental assistant, what would you be? What would I be if I could be anything other than a dental assistant? Well, I really don't want to be anything other than a dental assistant, but if I could be anything I would be a beautiful photographer because then I could bring my skills into the practice and for and take pictures of beautiful dental assistants and all their hard work and good-looking dental assistants handsome dental assistants working hard and take pictures of patients I would like to better have better photography skills and be a great, great photographer. Take pictures of babies and animals. and So you'd be like Ann Gettys. Yeah. And, and capture moments that right now in life are just passing you by so that you have something back. Because they're in your, in your mind. 
but really it's the photography that people do and, and, and capture that are going to last forever. Right. Like, an already artist. Can, yeah. Yeah. So I think yes. I would, I'd like to protect for, um, perfect my photography and that and be a gymnast, but that ain't going to happen. Either, <laughs> so I'm too little, too old for that. Oh, nobody wants to see a 45 awesome. year old gymnast make it a gold medal. <laughs> Move over. Move her, Nadia Comaneci. I'm coming after you. <laughs> I'll bring the baseball back. Oh, wait, no, uh-huh. that's not gymnastics. <laughs> no. That's, that's ice skating. That's <laughs> ice skating. <laughs> but there's lots of things. But I think, you know, like I said, I love being a dental assistant, but I would definitely like to be, like, get paid for photography. I think that'd be kind of cool. Travel all over or have stars want you to take their picture or, you know, at concerts or something. Yeah. 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 And just see your, see your, your picture like on the TV or the internet and people are like, wow. And they're, they're just, I think because photography has such a like people look at it, look at it and they get inspired by the picture or they reminisce about something in their life or they just get drawn into it and it creates a feeling of emotion, you know, something in them. Like you look at a picture and you're like, wow, that's cool. You know? Yeah. But nowadays, everybody has a smartphone in their hand, and it's oh yeah, unlikely. we're all baby photographers. I mean, I have tons and tons of film-based cameras and Canons, <laughs> and because I thought I was going to be a photographer, but um, and now everything is so digital that you know, I look back at all my photo albums. I'm like, God, I haven't printed a photo, and I don't know how long. Yeah, unless it was to hang on the wall, like by a canvas print or something. So that way of method has gone. You know. Yep. But that would be a good tip. If you guys have a film camera, keep it. That thing's going to be worth mm-hmm. some money. That's right. That's <laughs> it's right. A dinosaur now, and it's only going to get more of a I dinosaur. I don't even know if they milk. I don't even know if they make film. They might. They. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can go to the gas station. They still have those little cameras that, that you could process, but you have to mail it to, like, China or somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, 10 questions for Rhonda. All right. Number one. If a younger you was to go back to before you graduated high school, what would you do different? I would have applied myself. I spent a majority of my high school um, years... goofing off working like I had three jobs I didn't focus on school at all mm-hmm. um you know Same I didn't have any sports I only wanted theater like I did break a record though ah, fun fact I was the theater club president two years in a row which is shocking because it's a one-year um sentence usually <laughs> right so I did break a school record that way but um any other way I just kind of coasted through so yeah if I could go back I would actually I think I think I'd like high school more and I would have gotten more out of it but also I had undiagnosed airway disorder I wasn't breathing properly and my brain wasn't functioning right so you know I don't know how I could change that unless I knew then what I know now (laughs) awesome I know I always say too because I spend a lot of time being a social butterfly imagine that (laughs) <laughs> and less time focusing on my studies. And now I hear myself yelling at my kids, school's important. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. 
gotta get grades you have to you know and it's not <laughs> necessarily true because I think you can still be successful without having going to college you know there's tons of things you can do you just have to find what makes you happy and as long as you're happy and you don't it's not affecting other people who cares you know if you don't go to college um but you know I always say it's, it's important to get through high school and get good grades and you know, and I don't have social butterflies at home. You know, my kids are not social butterflies at school. So it's a little different dynamic. So yeah, that's the same for me too. I would have focused a little bit more. All right. Question number two, how did you meet your husband? Okay. Okay. So uh, we were stationed at an air force base together and I was the dental assistant in charge of rounding up new class charts so this was like way before digital because we're you know old and um not that old but gone (laughs) (laughs) oldish um there was these so students that would come in because it was a training base and I would have to go give them a briefing you know tell them about the dental hours the uh, location I'd collect all of their charts and then I'd take them back to the clinic um well when I was giving a briefing, I saw him and I remember I was like, Oh, he, you know, one of those things, like he caught my eye right away, but I didn't do anything about it. But turns out my roommate was dating one of his classmates, you know, a couple of weeks later, I found this out. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, do you know the guy in the second row? He's like, (laughs) um, huh? I was like, remember when I gave a briefing to your class, it was the guy in the second row. And he's like, Oh, that guy, that guy's married. I'm like, Oh, so, you know, a couple months go by and we're out and about at a bar. I'm with my roommate and her boyfriend. And sure enough, he walks up and I was like, that's the guy. And her boyfriend's like, oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy's not married. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to be. Not me. Yeah. Long story short. But it was funny because I, mean, I, you know, I, I noticed him and then I didn't think it could happen. And then it did happen. And turns out, you know, we ended up staying together, my roommate and my you know, her boyfriend didn't work out, but yeah, so it was really interesting. And then, you know, we just flirted here and there and we actually started connecting like, cause we realized we went to the same church. I know nice. that sounds cheesy, but no, um, he's cheesy. really tall. Like he's six, four. And this, the way that the seating at the church was, it was like in three sections. So I was on one section and he was on the other and I saw him cause he's taller than everybody else. So his head like sits above everybody. And uh, so when church let out, I like, I ran through the hallways because my, my roommates were with me and they're like, go find him. <laughs> we <laughs> just happened to walk out of the same door together. I don't know. It's kind of a coincidence. That's too funny. Nice little story. See, I love things like that. <laughs> All right. Number three, if you could tell your kids anything that would be a message to carry on with them for life, what would it be? Never let anyone define you. That's a good one. Yeah. Because I let people in high school define me and it kind of tell me, you know, they were like, oh, because, okay, here's truth. Oh, I can't believe I'm telling the world this. So if you look in my high school yearbook on my senior year, Rhonda was voted most ditziest. (laughs) Like, I didn't even know that was a category. I think they made it up for me. <laughs> I don't think you're ditzy. I think you're fun. And, I'm eccentric and, and energetic. Yeah. And um, yeah, people didn't understand it because I didn't know how to. Like, not very, like, 
like book smart, but not very, I think, common out. I don't know. But yeah. it's definitely not you. Right. But that but label anyways. defined me for a long time. I was like, oh, I'm the ditziest. So whatever I say, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Where's my trophy? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, don't let titles define you for sure or other people. And especially nowadays with kids in high school, it's there's, all, you know, in the social media, it definitely we have to keep or try to keep, find some ground to keep our kids grounded. You know, and, and not let them get sucked into the, the vortex where, you know, they end up doing harm or they end up having low self-esteem or, you know. Yep. Yep. So, Get them a thick skin, guys. Yes. Yes. Thick skin. All right. Question number four. Now, obviously, you've been in the <clears throat> Air Force and you've lived all over. Where's one place you want to retire? Oh, well, I kind of am. <laughs> So have you, found your, have you found your happy place? Like, this is where you want to spend the rest of your life. Yes. I mean, I would. Okay. So I get to live in a postcard. Like right now I can see a river and mountains and trees and eagles flying by. Um, so I, I am, you know, we're retired here, but mm-hmm. I, I would say that if I had an option to be a snowbird in, I don't know, somewhere like Arizona, I probably wouldn't pass it up. But I would still come back here for the summers. Okay, good. I would too. I want to go there. I think I'm both. <laughs> I, I like to go there and visit. All right. Number five. What is the least, absolutely least thing in dentistry you like to do? Root canals. Least. Root canals. Root canals. 500. <laughs> root canals. Ah, there we go. And why don't you like the root canals? There's too many steps and I don't get to do much. Oh, that's a good explanation. Yeah. Good explanation. All right. Number six. Tell us your favorite childhood memory. Oh, wow. Oh, um, favorite childhood memory would be. Hmm. This is a hard one because, like, I had an airway problem. So, like, half my memories I don't remember. Um, 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 okay. This one time in fifth grade, we had this magazine sales <laughs> and I won okay. a pound of bubble gum. Which doesn't seem gum? like a big deal now, but it was huge. Like, I remember that pound of bubble gum and it was like Hubba Bubba or something, but it was this giant, like, Costco version size pack of bubble gum. And oh it was God. the first time I ever won anything. So it was like seared into my brain. And I tried really hard to sell the magazines. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was just that whole idea of like, wow, I got, I won something that somebody else didn't get. It made me oh feel gosh. special, I guess. And I, in fifth grade, a pound of bubble gun, you can share it with a lot of your friends. Yeah. I'm in, you know, and I'm sure your teeth won't be happy, but <laughs> You do those things back then. Nowadays, kids expect to win PlayStations and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But you were all excited to get a pound of bubble gum. A pound, even of a candy bar at that time. Yeah, you know. <laughs> hmm. All right. So, question number seven: What was the first car you ever drove? Uh, a 1984 Buick Skylark. And were you licensed to drive it? Yes. Okay. 
Yep. And then I drove it into a well, (laughs) which you think, so here's the thing. Like I used to hit stuff all the time, but none of it was moving. (laughs) And I think that is what kind of contributed to the ditziest title. But yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) I was driving around somebody's driveway and they had like this water well and it was like cement and it was above ground. Of all the things I could have hit, I ran into it. And like, it wasn't, Julie, it wasn't just running into it. Okay. So it was on the passenger side door. And I went up on a, like this little mound. I <laughs> ran into the, the, the well. And then, of course, I couldn't back up. I could go forward. So I gunned it. And then it like ripped the whole door off. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, I bondoed it and spray painted it red to make it look like the car. <laughs> oh my lord my lord all right what is the worst tv show you've ever watched oh that you you watched it and you go what was i thinking i spent time watching this it's the most ridiculous thing um sunny in philadelphia i don't like that show i know i'm sure i should but i don't i don't get it i don't like it either i, like I don't get it i just I tried it. I don't like it. Yeah, I didn't get it either. That and I'm not a big fan of the ridiculous, the stupid show on MTV because I don't get it. Oh, was that called Jackass? That one? No, not that one. That's even, I don't know. But no, it's that robbed guy or whatever. And he stands up and he plays funny things that supposedly like people get hurt and stuff like that. I don't know. There's something about people getting hurt that doesn't trigger funniness in me kind of makes me cringe so because you're sympathetic you're like oh yeah it's funny (laughs) in philadelphia too i was like "Mm, yeah Yeah, i didn't get it it. Mm -mm. okay number eight if you could do a motivational speaking on a ted talk what would your theme be airway breathing uh (laughs) how our face develops uh, you know, what our oral facial rest posture should be and how we can change the way people look and feel for the better without intervention other than, you know, just education. Right. So you're going to get up and do, and do a TED talk on airway. Yes. Cause it affects everybody. Everybody's affected. The quality That's of your true. life, the quality of, you know, your, your children's lives, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your uncle, your teacher, your next door neighbor, like everybody's affected in some way, shape or form because they're using the wrong hole to breathe. Yep. Okay. So maybe we can make that happen. You can do your Ted talk on airway, right? Yes. I like it. All right. Number 10, the future you is 10 years out. Where do you see yourself? Oh, future me. Um, at Ten the years salon, getting lots of Botox. <laughs> I see myself Botox bar it is. into my face. <laughs> the Botox bar. We're gonna go invent a Botox bar <laughs> instead of a beauty bar. It's the Botox bar. Yep, yep. In ten years, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time at the salon <laughs> with Botox, with Botox, and all the other fillers and pluffers and fluffers. <laughs> well what's amazing is dentists can do it now i mean yeah. in some states you know they're they're you know regulating or they have regulated or will regulate or whatever that the dentist can do it and i know it's been for tmj and stuff but you 
know, does it enhance a practice? It might, it might not, depending on what type of practice you have. Yeah, I mean, if it's around the lips, like the fillers and stuff, I think we should do that. Like, because we know the anatomy better and we know what's, what natural aesthetics look like. Because some people think more is better, but you can actually go 180 in the complete opposite direction if you overdo it and make it unnatural. You know, like, I think that we have a great eye for knowing what natural is. Right. Yep. And we do. And we do. And, you know, it's just a part of our, a, um, our skill set, shall I say. And I've had Botox and I've had Juvederm and I have a great friend that does it in her salon and stuff like that. So I think, you know, it's worth it. So I don't overdo it. I haven't had it in a while. Obviously, I can tell. So. <laughs> Nothing like botulism in the face. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. You're hilarious. <gasps> well, there's our 20-question episode. I can't believe we did it. You know, yeah. we, asked, we asked for feedback, guys, and you really, no one asked a single question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come on, people. There's got to be people. I mean, I always want to know something about somebody. Send us your questions. We'll answer them. I'm truthful. Well, I'm honest. I'm an open book. So anybody yeah. can ask me anything. I'll tell you the truth. You might not like it. Or the audience, somebody out there might not like it. There's always going to be one in the bunch doesn't like it. There's always going to be a sour grape. I've, I've, always, I've come to that realization. But, you know, I like to, I like for people to get to know me. Because, you know what? Everybody has a story. And they all need to share it. They all need to be heard. Yep. Listen to so and you know speaking of that i'm I'm gonna plug it just a little bit about okay plug it for next week okay so let's just we're gonna have a whole episode that covers a statement that was released this week next week but in the meantime i want to defend the word rock star i think that a rock star is somebody who exemplifies a passion in their career they want to help others without any reward. They are the best of the best and they pride themselves of being the, the best. And I think that um, even if, if others don't think they're the best, right? Right. As long as you find it in yourself, I think that's all that matters. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and I use this rock star word because over my career, I'm like, oh, you're a rock star assistant. You know what? everybody's a rock star assistant you may not know it yet but you are a rock star assistant and you should be darn tootin' proud <laughs> right i mean you're listening to a podcast for dental assisting <laughs> yeah. and, and there's you know it's not just our profession but there's lots of professions that are out there that people are doing amazing things whether you're a lawyer you're a doctor you're a teacher there's rock star teachers that are out there um, it's just a term like, you know, Tia had said and the definition on Google and Uber dictionary or whatever you want to use. It just, it's really, I think how people make other people feel, Yes, you know, like, you know, when I listen to music, it makes me feel good. Those people are rock stars, you know? Yes. I understand they get paid a lot of money, <laughs> but we get paid in hugs, <laughs> we get paid in hugs and love and claps but it's the way someone makes you feel the ways they inspire you I mean like I said I listen to Carrie Underwood and 
you know, she makes me want to like don a blonde wig and get up on stage and shake it. I mean, am I going to make money at it? Oh, heck no. But it's the way she makes me feel. It's the way people make you feel that gives them that rock star status. I mean, your kid can be a rock star. Your dog is a rock star because they bring out something in you. It necessarily doesn't have to be, you know, they're the best of the best or whatever. It's the way someone makes you feel. So yeah, like you said, like Tia said, like everybody says, you know, but when we can't let one person, you know, drag us down or pull the ship under, we're all in a movement and to go in the right direction. So next week we'll talk about, you know, our movement and our direction and, you know, where do you see your professional career and how do you see yourself? I think everybody should look in the mirror and see themselves as amazing. And yeah, like I said, you have some shitty, you have some shitty ass days, but every, every other days are amazeballs after that. Yeah. And and the whole goal of this podcast and all of these resources that we are involved in is to give you the tools to where you get to get that comfort at work. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have that stress anymore because you fundamentally know what you're doing. You have your scripts, you have your systems, you have your protocols and your patients love you. Your dentists love you. The rest of the team loves you. Right. That's, that's rockstar. That is what I define as rockstar. Like, the idea that you are, you know, you're doing your best and you're learning every day and that's right. You get better and better and better and happier and happier and happier. Now we're all going to go out and crush today and, and kill it. Let's go kill it, Julie. <laughs> kill it. Kill it. Kill it like roadkill. I don't know. <laughs> but I hope it's not a skunk because I think that would be traumatic for you. Yes, I hate that smell. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I will see you or I won't see you. I will talk to you the next hump day. Oh, thank you, Miss Julie. This was really, really fun. All right, have a great day. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie, where we're banding together to ensure that every dental assistant has a better tomorrow than they did today. Don't forget to find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group has a safe place for dental assistants to share, connect, grow, and learn. Find Julie Varney on Dental Assistance Rock, the website, or Instagram. And as always, if you guys need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, we have the Facebook page you can message through there. But I just truly appreciate you letting us help you get over the hump of the week Wednesday.